it's time to answer the question no one is asking, and that is, why don't women propose to men? And uh, here we have an author of an article uh, published by Time magazine sharing the article she wrote, saying, marriage is changing, gender roles are changing, the market conditions suggest that more women should propose, but they don't. Why not? Um, and Carl actually directed me to this article. Um, this wouldn't normally be something I would cover because it's a bit strange. It's more up his street, right? But I think that this is actually sort of a prime target for a psychologist because, of course, the reasons why they don't, as, as she's explained, um, are not, you know, gender roles. It's not market conditions. So what could it be? Hmm. It's almost like there might be something fundamental about certain, uh, how do I put it without getting in trouble with YouTube? There's, there are certain essential differences between men and women. There we go. They can't accuse me of, you know, bad things by saying that. But before I get on to the article itself, let's have a look at this because, of course, it's worth mentioning that a lot of these changes have been motivated by feminism. And here, Connor and Carl break down the evil origins of feminism, which um, a lot of this I didn't actually know until I was told about it. Um, by Connor off air. And so I think it is actually very important if you want to understand feminism to watch this sort of stuff. It's on the website, obviously. Sign up, you get a lot more value for money. It's £5 a month, which is way better than any other um, sort of streaming service. And you get all of our stuff. We never take our videos down on here. It's also uncensored, so it's way better than everything else ever. Um, I'm obviously biased, but do it anyway. With that out of the way, Let's have a look at the article itself, because I actually thought this was quite an interesting article, because they genuinely made a good faith effort to try and understand the issue, which is nice, because... Now, that, women don't propose to men. Yes. So I, I'm, that's Why is there a need to investigate that? They're, because they're feminists, of course. Yeah. But feminists realize that um, sex differences exist, is how to summarize this. But I'm going to read from this, and we're going to sort of break it down. So um, if, if there's something that catches your eye, um, let me know. But I'm going to read bits and pieces, and then I'm just going to give my piece on it um, based on my knowledge of human psychology. And I'm, I'm pretty certain, and that's a, a rare word for me to say, certain. You know, I'm the one that always preaches the value of uncertainty and not accepting conclusions as accepted. But in this case, it, it's so obvious. Um, but... Here's what they say. And I think that this is interesting that it is so intellectualized. So Rebecca Kendall, a New York City public school teacher, used her February 2021 break to do something few women would ever do. She proposed to her boyfriend, um, Billig Bayer, um, an assistant principal at a different New York City school. <laughs> What's yeah. so funny about that? Is no, it's it... just the whole scene is funny. <laughs> no, it's just the whole roles have been reversed. I know, yeah. Just sit there, man. Wait. I'll propose <laughs> to you. When I'm ready. She also picked him up and carried him to the bedroom. Yes. Um, so where was I? Um, so on a beach at a resort in Jamaica. She So on holiday, probably at a nice beach um, in Jamaica. I've never been, personally. I've never even been to the Caribbean. It's like they drove there. And she, she was driving. And, she, and when they reached the hotel, the guy went into the room. And the woman said, I'll bring the, I'll bring the luggage. <laughs> Stay in the... How do you drive to Jamaica from New York, by the way? Uh, amphibious car? Is, isn't there a, a ship or something? 
that takes the car with them. Ships do exist, yeah. Then they might be drive there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> pedantry aside, let's carry on. So it says, I got down on one knee and did the whole thing. The whole thing. What? what, what? Okay. She, yeah. I think she means proposing, but uh, that you know, if I'm willing got... to accept that interpretation. <laughs> if your mind is in the gutter like me, that sounds very different. So, yes, this is unusual, isn't it? I don't really know of many women that have proposed to men. In fact, I can't really recall any off the top of my head that I know in my own life. And actually, it normally goes around the other way. And in fact, a lot of people are putting off getting married and just live together anyway in a sort of uh, something akin to civil partnership, don't they? And that's just largely economic in that marriages are expensive and uh, they're largely for the women and the men are the ones that are meant to be the one starting it. And so they, they're probably thinking, well, I don't really want to do this immediately because it's going to cost me a lot of money and I'm going to have to sit there when I'm spending all that money in a day that is probably quite boring. And you know, it's a lot of fanfare, right? I, I know I'm poo-pooing on the whole idea of romance, but there we are. So it goes on to say, she shared her plans with her friends beforehand and their reaction was muted. They didn't try to talk me out of it, but they definitely didn't have the reaction that I would have liked, says Kendall. They were like, that's so you. Like, good for you. She told her mother in advance, and, but not her father. I wonder why she did that. Um, I didn't really know the protocol on how to ask you uh, for my own hand in marriage to give to someone else, she told him. So... It's, it's a strange thing, but obviously the reactions from her friends and family sort of, oh, well, well done. Like, good for you is what women say to other women. Because I've, um, over the years, I've become fluent in woman and uh, I, I've learned that the weird ways and the foreign language. And I, I've, I've got it on good authority that when they say good for you, that's basically like, I disagree, but I don't want to um, publicly do that. Because then you'll think I'm a, a bitch. Yeah. That's, that's basically what that means is I'm going to enable your poor decision making because I don't want my reputation destroyed. That's, that's what that means. And if you're a woman, um, or one of you in the audience, um, correct me if I'm uh, wrong, but I think I'm probably right here. So he carries on to say the latest figures from the US Census Bureau say that there are only 90 unmarried men for every 100 unmarried women. So uh, good news if you're an unmarried man. There are extra women for you, I suppose. That sounds terrible, actually. Um, it sounds like I'm advocating for harems, doesn't it? Um, more women than ever are earning money of their own and thus less reliant on men for um, financial stability. And most women are already living with the men they are going to marry before any spouse, um, spousal um, proposal is plotted. These market conditions, an undersupply of men, an ability to provide, and the um, willing presence of a local candidate, like they're going up for election or something, what's going on there, would seem to clear the way um, for women to do the asking, yet they don't. So for, for one, it's nice to see a mainstream publication actually apply supply and demand to anything. It's like the, the economic literacy of mainstream journalists is like negative. Yeah, but there's a downside to it. Yes. Imagine you have a social engineer that says that there are more women than men and we have a shortage of partners and we need to somehow mitigate that by using state force. I've actually heard this from the right where yeah. they're just like, yes, we need state mandated wives. And I'm just like, that sounds like the worst idea ever. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like 
two things I, I yeah, it's dislike just... in one, right? You not not only is the state forcing you to do something, but then you have the burden of, you know, having to be married as well. Oh. What a what a terrible thing. I'm I'm joking, obviously, it's tongue in cheek. But it carries on to say, what prevents a woman who wishes to marry her partner from proposing to him? Is it mortification? Uh, the suggestion that a woman had to force the issue because she was not desirable enough to be chosen? Is it unspoken prohibition on any act that whiffs of female aggression or ambition? Does it seem forward and loose as if these women were throwing themselves at men? Sometimes women are embarrassed to admit they proposed, um, says Julie Gottman, co-founder of the Gottman Institute and co-author of um, the marriage advice staple, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. It makes them seem pushy and controlling and perhaps not loved enough to receive a proposal. What do you make of this, Stelios? I think basically that this is um, incredible nonsense. You reckon? Yeah. Why? Because the way I see it, it is men who should propose because men are, by I think, by nature, a bit more, you could say, unruly. That's fair, yeah. Maybe that the, I think it's there's a biological reason, and proposing shows a willingness to impose a kind of order to this kind of nature. Are you, you taking the Petersonian line that men are order I mean, and women are chaos? Are you? Well, it's a good framework because it goes really deep. I, I don't I don't take the men are men are order and women are chaos. Actually, I I think, I think it's a bit silly. Yeah. I think that's that's nonsense. It's mm -hmm. whoever says that this is just doesn't know. Um, but uh, I think that in men there is more there is more chaos than order, especially in this front, especially when it comes to sexual attraction. So proposing is symbolic in that you show that you want to uh, conquer and discipline yourself in a, in a way that doesn't apply to a woman. When a woman does it, it seems like it conveys the message that I had a very high body count, but I want to say no or tendencies I hate the term for body that. count. You're not yeah. killing people. <laughs> That's the only time it, that yeah, but, term is allowed. Dehumanizing people that you've merely had sexual relations it, with it, to use Bill Clinton's term. It co comes from kill count because I know because I like watching Arnie movies kill count. <laughs> uh, they, they, they say. So I think, no, it, it just shows that I'm very much steeped into this tendency or practice of promiscuity. Wait, what? If Oh, right. Do it, You're paraphrasing the, the way, someone else. The way it seems to me. <laughs> okay. Women propose and I think that has to do with a proposal that mm -hmm. there may there is a ten, there is sexual attraction in both sexes that that's biology uh, i think it's uh, stronger in in men than in women i may be wrong but you know that's just what i think right now i, I could seems be, reasonable to I me could be convinced otherwise so when a woman proposes it seems like it seems a bit weird yes Sim there is something symbolic that is missing there yeah, I think it's, that, it's like say I want to say no to some tendencies, and that is why I make the first step. Whereas usually it, it has been men, and uh, I think that it's it's a bit weird when women do it. Most probably, women of the audience may have hated me for saying so, but I mean I have to say what I believe. Here. I think that uh, a lot of the relationships between men and women, it's the men that are making the propositions a lot of the yeah. time, right? Yeah. It's the man that asks them on the date. 
It's the man who asks them out. It's the, the man who initiates the next stage yeah. and asks permission from the woman. She can say no, and you know, it, ideally things would remain as they were, right? It's more that you, you have the active role as a bloke, and the lady is either, you know, giving her assent to it or not. Yeah. So she gets the final say. So that is very much like marriage in that. Yeah. <laughs> at least from, that, from what I've heard, point. I'm not married. That's a good point because when uh, you ask the permission, the person you ask the permission from, has a particular authority over you. Mm -hmm. So it, it just seems weird that if feminism is the whole push of towards the other side, it seems weird for, for women to do that as well. What do you mean? That it's, it's like giving to a man more authority. Oh, right, I see. It's like I'm trying to chase you. Yeah, 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 that's a fair point. Actually. And actually I'm giving you more authority. Mm -hmm. So actually it, this is a weird element an area where feminism actually leads women into giving more authority to men i think that male feminists have just been playing the best long con in history yeah. they're like yeah not only do you pay for stuff now women you know we're, we're on equal terms you pay for stuff also you know you know what a sign of freedom is getting your breasts out that that, that that'll make you free also um you've got to propose to us now it's just like they're the ones taking the privileged position in the relationship yes i mean <laughs> so yeah there, there is this weird dynamic whereby a lot of the things that feminism pushes actually gives men a weird sort yeah. of privilege in the, the situation yeah, i mean it's like being the 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 prize mm -hmm. but that's why feminism is more geared on the idea of conquering it, the, the the other bit is secondary to them they don't care they just want the idea of uh, women achieving stuff without under, without caring about what they achieve. Yes, women do stuff. That is feminism in a, in a nutshell. But of course, me saying that it's weirdly privileging men is not my approval of feminism. I'm saying that it's kind of subverting yeah. the the deeply rooted yeah. um, sex roles that exist in all uh, human beings and also all other primates as well, non-human primates. Yeah. So, it, you know, it almost indicates that there's something biological about it. It's funny that, isn't it? So it goes on to carry on to say, she points to the mesmerizing effect of years of saturation in romantic fairy tales. As much as we've tried to establish new, more egalitarian standards for ourselves, those images and their influence have seeped into our bones, says Gottman. Um, it's nice to be begged to, <laughs> to be begged to marry. That's really being wanted. It's probably not nice for the bloke to do that, is it? I mean, you just want someone to be subservient to you. That's what feminism's all about. You just want men to be begging at your... Obviously, she's saying that that isn't necessarily the feminist position. I'm being facetious. Yeah. But um, putting it in those terms is still a bit strange. Like, if you, if you have to beg someone for anything, um, don't do it. I mean, unless, you know, I mean, you, you've got someone with a gun to your head and, you know, they're... they're Debating killing you, that maybe you know it can be excused. But I mean, proposing is not exact; is not begging. But uh, th there can be, there can be some people who may do it like that. But it seems to me inc incredibly weird that feminism has taken at least the last waves. They have taken the behavior of some men that I do not approve of. By the way, the be that behavior they have projected it to all men. And they, they have 
tried to say, let us make all women like these bad men. Or like beta males who have to be asked to be or, married. Or the opposite. It's like all men are cheating and will stab women in the back if they don't look at the first time they they at the first chance they get well the thing is that so let's maybe all all men are doing like that so you might start doing the same because if you don't do it first they will do it first to you it's like the kind of rationalization of the preemptive strike of violence as a preemptive strike in this case it's not violence it's like you know something different but it's like feminism literally contaminates the mind of women and of, men. Of course. Well, it's the preemptive, it's the casus belli for resource extraction is how I'd put it. But yeah, making blanket generalizations about 50% of the population is silly. Like, yeah. oh, you know what? Half of all people in where you live? Okay. Yeah. Like, it is the same thing can be said for um, some people on like the right. They're just like, ah, oh, feminism has poisoned all women. It's like, oh, you know every single one, do you? Like when, when I hear men complaining about like that, this is uh, unnecessary balance, but I'm inserting it anyway. Um, when I hear men complaining in that way about women, I'm just like, well, clearly you just don't know any good women. And that reflects on you as being low status. Yeah. And that you're just confessing unintentionally to being a loser, basically, if you think like that. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that, but I don't care. I'm giving you the, the kick up the arse you need to improve yourself. Yeah. You might hate me, but it's going to make you a a better person in the long run. The onus is always on you to, to improve your situation. Um, of course, you can still improve the world as well. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that there will be some exceptions to what I propose as a generalization. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean, it seems to me conceivable that there have been good marriages and balanced marriages that the woman may have proposed, but I still have, we still have to talk about trends and uh, you know, just... There are certainly trends going on. I, I will concede that that yeah. you know there are there is a prevalence of very sour women who hate men. But I would argue that nothing is lost because if they buy into that sort of thing, you're dodging a bullet. And the fact that they're signalling it so publicly and obviously just means that you don't have to invest the time in them to you know make a mistake in the first place. If you know on the first time meeting a woman, she's just like all men are sexist and terrible. You're like, well, obviously. I'm never dating you Good again. Night. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's actually easier. This is why this is sort of like a double-edged sword. Sure, people are annoying, but it's never been easier to figure out idiots. If, if a woman does this, then the proper response would be what? Uh, I was texted by some friends. There's an emergency. I have to go and help them. That they have done so in several dates <laughs> to some people I know. And basically, this is one of the complaints of many men I know. Well, I'm glad I've never had that happen to me before. Yeah, they went out on dates and the the woman they dated told them, well, at some point there's an emergency and I have to go and help my friends and she left. (laughs) Maybe they should start thinking of it because it's it's a different time now. I'd love to be a fly on the wall when that happens because (laughs) how bad must it be for someone to have to make up an excuse that it's it's so unbearable? Yeah. I mean, I've been on unbearable dates before, but I still sit it out. It's like, you know, running a marathon. You, you, you kind of feel like you, if you start it, you've got to see it through to the end, even if, you know, halfway through, it's completely and utterly devoid of any enjoyment whatsoever, and it's just suffering. Yes. But, you know, I, I'm probably more prone to 
just keeping up good manners and politeness than most. But anyway, I haven't got much more to read from. It says, for Aaron Wren, a conservative thinker and writer at American Reformer, the converse is also true. Um, this is skipping ahead a bit. To ask someone to marry you is to risk being spurned. I think men have traditionally always just had this understanding that they have to bear the risk of rejection, he says. This is actually very true, I think. Women hold the high ground in that encounter, and they may not wish to cede it. Do you want to be the party that is in the position to decide, I accept or reject, asks Wren, or do you want to be in the party who is at risk of being accepted or rejected? And this, of course, plays into the absolute plethora of research that suggests that men take more risks than women. And you don't need to be an academic to know that. Look at, say, people in the military. Look at people like deep-sea fishermen, like loggers. People just doing any dangerous jobs, they are men. You know, we keep the world going around because we do the jobs that women don't want to do because we value our, our own safety less. I, I think basically it's, it's just simple biological facts that it's good to just accept. Of course. It, it's, it's to the point now where it's basically provably true. There is enough evidence here to say that this is concrete fact of life. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. And uh, yes. I, I am very um, rarely this certain of something. And so, you know, that's not a small thing. And it seems to me that there, because there are these differences, each sex has a different trajectory, a spiritual trajectory to undergo during a relationship. And it seems to me that this is the proposal. It's something that uh, traditionally men do and for good reason. I think the sort of, way of characterizing it as men and women have basically developed alongside each other and we are the sort of yin and yang. We are dependent on one another for each other's existence is the best way to view these sorts of things because it completely scuppers this feminist notion of is men v women. Actually, no. Um, it's, not. it's men and women um, partnering up to make the best of a raw deal that is living in the modern world or, yes, or and, just the world in general. And I must say something because th this, is, this may come a bit out of the blue. I've, there is also an extra element into it that stresses the cooperation because I remember a colleague of mine said at some point that you know if you have a saber-toothed tiger coming to eat you, you need a strong man if you're a woman. Um, that's true. But it's also the other case. If you are injured, you need also a strong woman to defend your child and your, yourself as well mm -hmm. and other people as well. So I'm just saying that it's a bit more uh, nuanced than you know, men do this, women do that. There are interesting trends and there are biological reasons underneath, but it's a cooperation. It's not a men versus women. Absolutely, yeah. Well, to be fair with uh, the nature of mass immigration these days, men and their protective role has, has never been more important because they've imported loads of uh, murderers and rapists, basically. You, know, you, you look at the crime rate in Britain, one of the highest countries in the world for foreign criminals. Why is that? I mean, how are they getting to this remote island in Northern Europe? Hmm, I wonder what, where that comes from. So the final paragraph I'm going to read is this one. And this is actually um, probably hammering it home, and I, I somewhat agree with the presentation, although I'd put it slightly differently, is this. Um, Rosemary Hopcroft, a professor emeritus of sociology at University of North Carolina, um, Charlotte, thinks the male proposal has been deeply carved into society over millennia. Um, women want men to propose with a ring, she says, because historically 
They needed a mate who could provide for them um, and their offspring. She points to studies that suggest that across different cultures, women value partners who are providers more than men do. Of course they do. Um, there is a psychological and emotional reason why women still want their husbands to provide that doesn't seem to have changed. Of course it hasn't because it's rooted in biology. Even as women have become financially independent, she says, it's obviously not rational. There's no need for it, but we're not rational actors. We're emotional. No, actually. We're not just rational actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would have characterized this slightly differently. It's that, <clears throat> sorry, sore throat. Um, it's that men are the, the the providers. You know, think back to hunting and gathering. Right, this is the environment in which human beings are biologically adapted, and men were typically the hunters that would go out get the meat, the the, the essential protein that at the time would have potentially been life or death. So you want a man who is a good provider. And providing an expensive ring, you know, there's the whole rule of it being a certain percentage of his salary. It couldn't be more explicit, right? This is the symbolic provider role is you provide money. It's the means of acquiring resources. It's taken on an extra level of complexity, but it's the same mechanism being satisfied at the biological level. But to say that it's emotional and it's not rational doesn't make sense because you still need resources today. It might be easier than ever to stay alive. I mean, to be poor is to be fat and in a lot of cases in the Western world. Like there's no shortage of food. And in fact, rich people tend to be you know, in the best shape these days um, in terms of the physically being the most skinny, I suppose. So there isn't the same uh, material shortage, but there's still um, intergroup competition and things like that that still make status-seeking and acquiring resources very important to most people. And so that is probably a better way of characterizing it more accurately. But of course, you know, to, to see someone from a sociology department even give a sort of uh, rough outline of something that's true is a nice and pleasant surprise, in my opinion. So what do you think now? I've gone through it all, Stelios. Is it a mystery that uh, more women are not proposing? No. Of course not. No. It's to be expected. And also, it's, I think it is desirable mm-hmm. but, as a general trend. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it'd be important to go through this because it is an interesting topic. And although it's not normally something I would cover, it is a good opportunity to talk about why people come to the decisions that they do. And that is my wheelhouse, decision making. And so I think that it's very clear that as much as we want to change aspects of our society, we've got to acknowledge what is rooted in our biology. And these sorts of things are so evidently rooted in biology, which you know you, you can't change unless we become this sort of Elon Musk dystopian future of we merge with machines and phase out our own biology. This isn't going to change. There is human nature and there would not be human nature if it wasn't rigid and limited. We're not infinitely malleable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is possible to sort of um, do things that are against our nature because we are conscious beings. And so we, that is why we can be moral is because we can do something other than our nature. It doesn't make sense to be annoyed at, say, a tiger for eating a person because it's in its nature to attack things. It doesn't consider mor- morality yeah. because it isn't conscious, it isn't self-aware that its actions may have negative um, influences. And there's, of course, the question that would a tiger care about negative influences on human beings. So 
I think that the whole dialogue is just saturated with people not really looking enough at our, our biology. And I think that that is quite often a mistake. So hopefully um, I've not necessarily changed your mind on anything, but just informed you better about the nature of it. And I thought it was an interesting question, just something to think about. And um, yeah, I suppose that this wasn't a terrible article necessarily. It does deal with the question seriously and also provide actual tangible and real um, results. I would have written it a bit differently, but that's a bit of a pedantic thing. So yes, that's it. If you appreciated that segment from a podcast of the Lotus Eaters, you can go to lotuseaters.com to get access to all the premium content that's on the site, such as the Comic Corner series, this one on Berserk, Conviction Arc. If you'd like to find out what else is being put out, you can follow on Getter at lotuseaters underscore com on Getter. Thank you and goodbye.